Welcome to Expressed with Kirsten Morrison, a podcast dedicated to the revolution of the individual, fully expressed as the incredible, unique soul you are in your genius, creativity, voice, and legacy. I'm not the biggest fan of titles, but the one I've thrown in my bio is Alchemist because I weave together human design, mindset practices, and breathwork to support you through a process of inner alchemy to become an instrument of purpose. Because it's my belief that the more of us who are lit up and thriving by sharing our sound to the collective, the more harmony we'll experience together. Over eight episodes, myself and some incredible guests are going to be exploring the topics of individuality, success, growth, and authentic self-expression in the pursuit of your purpose from a seasonal approach. Because life and business comes in seasons, and it's about learning to love the one you're in. So let's dive into this season of Expressed. Well, we have the beautiful Christy Parrish here with us, who is my little resident reflector, (laughs) cosmic unicorn, because she is a reflector, which is 1% of the population for anyone that doesn't know much about human design. So truly like a rare Pokemon out in the wild. (laughs) But also the reason I wanted to get Christy on the podcast is because we have very similar big visions for our end goal of what our life legacy will be, but in a very different context. And Christy is really here to lead a joyful revolution for leaders and to connect leaders back into their own joy and for us to really enjoy the process. So I wanted to bring Christy in to talk a little bit about that, what it's like to be a reflector, because I truly cannot even imagine. (laughs) And also for those of you that don't know a lot about human design, reflectors can really sense the health of the environment. And I really wanted to speak in and get like a little reflector forecast for what she's picking up on, what's going on right now and what we can do about it. (laughs) Help us. (laughs) Wow, what an intro. Yeah. (laughs) Here to save the world with my uh, unicorn magical powers. Literally, I hope so. (laughs) And that's why you're wearing pink. Yes, of course, my little unicorn earrings. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Oh, beautiful. So tell me, what is it actually like being a reflector? And also, I would love to know, like, how did that information impact you to actually have that context of understanding? Mm, Yeah. So being a reflector, I've reflected on this a lot. Um, And really, when I came into human design, it was in a space of like my own journey where... I had, you know, had the crazy like, ah, life is so chaotic. Like, yeah. what am I doing? What is my purpose? What is my passion? Mm. You know, where am I in the world? So I had been navigating this, you know, and I, I think all adults go through this kind of navigation of chaos where they're like, oh, I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm, mm. I'm not quite an adult. I'm not you know, my life is changing. You know, yeah. we all go through these changes in our lives. And for me, um, you know, it was when I came back into, you know, full-time adulting, you know, I was traveling around a lot yeah. and um, experiencing and tasting life. And um, so I had this phase of like settling back into what does being an adult look like for me? And you know, thinking I had to chase all of the answers outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And so I've been going on this massive journey of like trying to 
find the answer, you know, what is the right way? What is, what should I be doing? Mm. Who can tell me what this is supposed to look like and feel like and be? And um, I really came into human design when I was starting to allow the self-trust to kind of land and for Mm. that self-acceptance of, oh, there is no right way. Oh, it's my way. My yes. way is the right way. And so my when life I, mission, my life yes, motto, yes. <laughs> my way is the way. My way is the right way. Everyone follow me now. Um, no, but like your way is the right way, you know, yes. like realizing that we already have all of the answers that we need. We have the information within us to, to be doing what we, you know, we get to decide what it is we should be doing and how it looks and how it feels. So mm. When I came across human design, it was this perfect like transition into that truth. Yeah. Because I, all of this information felt so, uh, it felt like home. It felt like mm-hmm. it, it was the words were activating something inside myself. Yes. You know, like, and I, and I think, yeah, <laughs> I think human design's a perfect tool in that way because, you know, we get to gather all of this information and the parts that are for us will be the parts that activate us. They're yeah. the parts that land for us. And so, you know, I loved human design because it was just another lens of all the information I already knew about myself in my heart. Yes. Mm. From that perspective, though, of being the reflector, because I feel like, you know, for me having this kind of polarity and dichotomy of the the defined centres and the undefined centres, I'm so acutely aware of which are which now Mm. and how the defined centres work. But also I know how I experience my openness, but I feel like it would be different to how you experience your openness because you only have openness in your chart. Mm. So where my openness feels at times it can be the greatest cause of my conditioning or the greatest source of my inspiration or my liberation or whatever that might be there is still that very strong difference in my body of what is defined and what is undefined but I almost feel like you know what I anticipate a reflector would feel like is that there wouldn't really be that sharp contrast because all the centers are open. So you're not as like hyper aware of like, my God, my undefined heart. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so what is it like having all of them Mm. open? Like, how does that feel in your body? Yeah, I think um, the visual that came into my mind then was like (laughs) me riding this like rainbow of this like wave up and down and in this cyclical kind of version because – so for me, I feel like life goes in these these births and deaths of, of this cycle that I'm going through. Mm. And, you know, with the reflector, we, um, we feel a range of experiences along the, um, the lunar cycle. Yes. So the 28 days, for me, I feel like it's a little bit longer, but, you know, um, we have – I feel in my body a mm. wide range of emotion on a cyclical basis. Yes. So I feel like um, I feel like the open centers for me are kind of this. Well, they're all open, mm. <laughs> which we just kind of spoke about. But for me, that feels like I'm. 
like I'm uns- I have these like waves of uncertainty and then I will feel the knowing of certainty mm. once it lands. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like every kind of section and self reflection in those moments is a bit of an adventure, is a bit of a journey. I can't just grasp a grasp the information and be like Yes, this feels right in my body. Yeah, I have to take that time to sit with it and reflect on it and understand how that information feels over a certain period of time. Mm. And I feel like I um, will know in my body when it's right, but I don't know when I'm going to know yeah. when it's right, if that makes yeah. sense. And what I love about this like contrast as well is I feel like manifestors and reflectors are both on the like polar opposite ends of the scale. <laughs> but I think what human design has given me the permission to do is move faster, but mm. it's probably giving you the permission to move slower. Massively, massively. And something that was a real beautiful gift for me in finding human design is that all of those parts of myself that I thought I had to change or grow in not all of the parts I mean there's so much opportunity for growth <laughs> in my <laughs> in my lifetime but yeah. all those parts that I thought were something I needed to fix mm. were actually parts of myself that when I when I grew into them were actual gifts yeah. so you know finding time for space in a decision and really stepping into the slowness of life Mm. has been a massive piece for me, especially this year. You know, everything feels like it's really slowing down for me. And, you know, before human design, I was, I was very fast paced, you know, everything was like quick, 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 quick. I was energizer bunny jumping into all these different experiences. And, you know, that's a part of my design as well, you know, tasting all of the different Mm. kind of pieces of the world and um but I was really missing that part of allowing them to to integrate through that spaciousness Mm. so I I was gathering all of this amazing experiential um life lessons and yeah you know experiences but it's been in this like realization of like I get to kind of sit with this now and I get Mm. to see how this feels in my body and see which parts are for me and, you know, where I want to take this information and what I want to leave, what's not for me. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, that's what I love about human design. I mean, I say that all the time. There's so many things, (laughs) but it's like that permission to go at your own life pace and Mm. trust yourself. And like I said, it's given me permission to action things faster and move with more momentum but it's given you equally the permission to detach from probably witnessing people in my speed and being like oh my god I have to keep you know all these sort of things and then it's like that's actually robbing you from what you're here to do and I think one of the cool things that really came out of our time working together was this um, the whiteboard idea that we put together is so that Christy has this whiteboard and she can you know basically just keep putting all the ideas and things that are coming through and then give herself the opportunity to see what lands, what sticks, what resonates more as the time goes on and to actually lean into the spaciousness that's created from knowing that there's no rush Mm. 
for what you want to do. And and same with me, there's no rush, but I'm moving faster. So it's like there's like a different permission that we all sometimes get from human design, but I love that it's given you permission to relax into trusting the timing of your requirements as a reflector Mm. and to let the ideas come through in such a more deliciously slow, nourished way that is now sort of coming to life of you finding momentum with how you want to create and recognizing your own little creative cycle and pattern with that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, we talk about the fast pace and the slow pace, but it's funny, something that I'm really starting to really sit in and and understand is that by giving myself the spaciousness and by allowing the slowness, it actually allows more ease and and momentum mm, anyway. Yeah. Like so it's it's you know, slowing down to actually find that flow. It's not a stop kind of movement. Yes. It's actually it's actually a flowing movement. Mm. Which, you know, I think is something conceptually that I didn't really understand before. Yeah. Slowing down felt like it it was wasting time or yes. stopping time or I was gonna be behind and mm. when really the fast pace and trying to keep up and catch up and, you know, be in the right spaces was actually slowing me down. Yeah. That was actually the stopper. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's been really interesting. That's actually been in a different way. Part of my lesson as well is the fact that it's not actually, I'm not stopping. I'm just changing speed. Mm. And that has been, you know, really beautiful to embrace my manifesto ebbs and flows and really come into harmony with that a lot more as well. So, um, yeah. I just love that. Yes. And so I want to know, obviously, because environment is everything for (laughs) the reflector, but this idea, I guess, that you can sense and pick up on what is happening in the environment. I would love Mm -hmm. to know, like, what is that experience as a reflector to be able to have this really tapped in understanding of what is happening in the environment, what are you, what are you feeling? What's the thought process around that? Like, what are you thinking and unpacking in these spaces to give you that pulse on on the collective energy that you're in? Yeah, so I think I I feel this come up a lot in um, workplaces when I'm in the in the, when I'm in the workplace. I find I'm really able to tune in to everyone else's energy quite easily. Mm. So. I am always the first person to kind of get to know every single person in the workplace. I, or, you know, spaces that I'm in, if I'm Mm. um, creating with a group in a team environment or um, even in my friendship groups, I tend to be that center of the kind of space, center of the environment, because I am reaching in and really attuning to each person on not just a face-to-face kind of way but also in an emotional connection way and an energy kind of way because I can tap into who people really are, I feel, in in situations. So I I get close with people really quickly Mm. um, because I have that level of – you know, emotional intelligence and understanding of um, 
people's thought processes and, you know, when people are kind of put off or angry or upset in certain informa- in certain situations, I find it really easy to empathise and connect with them and figure out what it is they need yeah. to kind of support them through that. Yeah. So because I have this – and that all really happens quite intuitively. Mm. I don't really need to do anything saying – like I don't need to be anyone else. Or specifically go, okay, well, I know this is happening in this blah, 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 and mm. write it down a list in my head. It's not really like that. It's yeah. It just happens intuitively. And this is why I called the reflector deck the oracle because I feel like you guys remind me of the oracle in The Matrix, like how she is just – so in tune with, <laughs> with everything. Obviously, she's the source of the information mm. that everybody needs in that that film. But also, like, I love that she was able to tell in that moment that Neo wasn't ready to step up into his gifts. And she was giving him that opportunity to choose it for himself because she knew that he had to choose it yes. for himself. Yeah. So I feel like but she could – but she knew – he could be the one, mm. but he had to believe it first. Mm. But she like was already so tapped into that. Yes. And that's what I kind of feel like is the the gift of the yeah. reflector is like having that, yeah, almost oracle-like ability to be so <laughs> tuned in to like what's actually happening and whether that person is ready to yeah. step into their gifts or what's kind of going on for them and where to sort of place them and how to navigate all of that energy. Yes. And I feel like the piece for that, you know, for other reflectors listening or for, um, you know, even for myself is in having that self-trust to just say the things that come into your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think for a long time um, in situations, especially in the workplace, you know, I, I am a very open person. Yeah. And I can be quite a deep thinker. Mm. And sometimes the things that come out of my mouth, I'm just like... What? Yeah. What the? Where did that come from? And is it my place to really say that? Yeah. You know. And um, I've really found through self like experimentation and being you know in heaps of multiple different workplaces um, that trusting in that those depths of that wisdom mm. is important. Yes. Because it's not really. It, it, whatever comes out of my mouth sometimes isn't for me. Yes. It's for someone else and I wow. don't have to actually understand it. That's so cool. For it to be, for it to land. So you are the oracle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not me, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's. Like it's the information's this, coming through you. Yeah. It's like. Like the mirror ball. Just reflecting it out. It's them. Mm. It's the information that they're mirroring in, into me. Wow, that is like, so cool. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Mm. And that makes so much more contextual sense for me in my brain about how they always talk about how reflectors reflect back yourself mm. to you. Like that totally makes sense now because you're just trusting what is being mirrored and what they need to know in yes. that moment. Yeah. And it's like the information's being filtered through the lens of your wisdom and your depth so that they can receive what they need to know in that moment to step up, step forward, step in, change, like whatever might need to happen in that moment and transform. Can we touch on quickly actually, and if you're comfortable sharing it, because you just talked about like the depth and how you're like, oh, you know what, can we talk about how 
that in our journey of working one to one together, the the uh, the learning that we found about your death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is crazy because um, sometimes you know, like I said, that self trust in allowing myself to speak with depth and allowing yes. you know inner wisdoms and, and what not to just come through me has been a journey for me because. Um, you know, sometimes you feel like you can sound a bit like a, I don't know if I can swear, but like, is wanker a swear word? I don't know. (laughs) But sometimes you feel a bit like a wanker, you know, like you're like, oh my God, did I just say that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But for me, you know, what we've learned in our journey is that my, uh, one of my gates, so the gate in my, my, the way I'm supposed (laughs) to communicate (laughs) <laughs> is, is the, the gate, gate of, of depth. depth. <laughs> I know. But what was so funny about that is prior to us learning that was yeah. my intuitive download before we started working together and how we started our first opening ceremony call together was I'm really getting this clear message that you need to lean into your depth. And yes. I had not looked at your chart again at that point because that wasn't the purpose of the opening ceremony. And I had seen your chart before Obviously, I knew you were a reflector. I knew some of the themes. Like I already kind of had a, a context for that call. So I hadn't looked at the in-depth mm. things because, like I said, that was just our opening ceremony. It wasn't our coaching session yet. And so I had this intuitive thing to tell you that, like, I think what we're really here to work on is to bring out the depth in your work. And then literally, like, the next session, I'm like, oh, did you know <laughs> that your soul message is the gate of depth? Are you serious? And like that was what we were really there to kind of yeah. work on and explore is like you owning and trusting that depth yes. to be able to move through that. And that has obviously changed a lot about where you're now going with your joyful revolution. Massively, <laughs> massively. Yeah. it's It's been so funny because, um, you know, I – I didn't realize that I had been doing this, but I and I think it was just a part of the level of the journey and the creation of my business, mm. right? Because I I feel like um, you know, I'm creating a a brand for my for yeah. my business. Um and when you're creating a brand, it's very easy to to get stuck in certain boxes yeah. and put yourself in in, you know, identity boxes. And you know, I think this is part of a part of a journey of a of building a brand anyway. But mm. um, I had found that you know I was really stuck in this, not stuck, but I was really playing and and being in this playfulness and this you know what is my gift that that playfulness of a child and the yeah. um, you know the big kid and the joyful energy. Yeah. But in in really building up that part of my brand. Mm. I had been ignoring this part of my brand, which is about the depth of joy and mm. the depth of um, the human experience, you know, the yes. depth of change and the depth of all of these these parts that, you know, are are my gifts and are the parts that I'm interested in working with people in and, mm. um, you know, I had – and which is really the way that I communicate in my, um, you know, career, in my professional mm. spaces. Um, and I had been kind of shutting off that piece from mm. my brand because my brand really is about joy. Yeah. It's about play. And um, so that's where this kind of merge of, okay, well, you know, and that's where I think the joyful revolution kind of 
started growing from yeah. because it's like, okay, yeah, joy, play, that's that's good and that's a piece of your brand, that's a piece of who you are really yeah. because it's a personal brand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but there's more to it, there's more depth there. Yeah. So it was just so funny that it all came back to this depth because, mm. you know, I had this inner knowing of like, okay, I need to get to the depths of this. I need I need more here. And, yeah. um, you know, really seeking out yourself as a coach was part of like that inner growth that I felt like I needed to mm. find that depth and then yeah. it all just. Yeah. Was, yeah. And so where has that landed you now? I'd love for you to share a little bit about what is now coming through as a result of that mm. and where you see this vision and mission and message that's sort of come from acknowledging that it gets to be both. Yes. And what that now looks like for what you're now stepping into. Yeah. So something really beautiful actually came out of this um, because – so a lot of a lot of the content creation that I that I was creating was obviously just you know fun playfulness, mm. um, not just that that's that's also really important, um, but I was creating a, a content for my business in a way of um, creating for Instagram. Yes, yeah, and what I've really kind of come to um, now with really exploring this these this way of communicating mm-hmm. was actually creating for myself again mm. and then using the beautiful information and the imagination and creation that I find in that yeah. to create, uh, to share with others. So something that I really learned in my self-exploration of my human design and and the way I communicate is it's that I, I communicate best through stories. Mm. Others are here to learn through me from my experience yeah. and in sharing my failures and my <laughs> um, successes yes. and, you know, the, the experiences that I'm tasting in life, I'm here mm. to share that. And so really realising that I just get to really share from a space of um, my heart. Yeah. That's been really beautiful for me and it's been slow. It's It hasn't been like, oh, my gosh, yes, and then I'm creating like hundreds and hundreds of pieces of content. It, yeah. It hasn't been like that. It's been this real nice return to myself and creating in the ways that I used to create as a, ch- as a child. You know, I've yeah. been writing poetry and music and – um, really sharing the depths of my soul mm. through written word, yeah, which is is how I expressed a lot of my um, healing as a child. You know, mm-hmm. through my through all of the traumas and whatnot that I experienced as a child, I I wrote all of that out like poetry. I wrote yes. songs and. So, yeah, it's been really beautiful to come back to that space and write in that kind of way and um, then cherry pick out of that, okay, what here is to share? Yeah. And what here is to turn into something that is a part of my story? Yes. Because that's – that's they're the ones that I meant to share. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. And I love witnessing you in your third line profile, <laughs> which part of that gift is showing people that it's okay to to fail and fail forward and have these experiences and that there mm. is no failure, there's only mm. discovery. That's what the mantra of the third line profile is. And I love the way that you do that. You know, when you had your series like So You Failed, Let's Celebrate, yeah. but bringing people into that TikTok challenge you did and like all of the things that you, you really do embrace. Mm what it looks like to just experience it and for that experience be rewarding enough. It's less about the end goal or the destination or what happens. It's like, this is what I learned. This is how I had fun. This is who I became in the process of that. And I love witnessing you in that playful experimentation because it definitely inspires other people to do the same. Yes. And I love that this has now sort of led you into this space where it's like, I'm going to now work with more leaders and you know step into this space of like I'm actually deeply skilled and I have so many things so many depth skills of depth to now support leaders to step into Mm. their their own that that sense of inner belief but also to embrace that joyful aspect that sometimes we we lose in the process of the pursuit of our dreams because I think that sometimes it can get so serious and it can get um, you know, I'll live life when and I'll reward myself when and I'll play when. And it's like we forget that that's actually such a deep part of the fact that we are actually meant to enjoy every aspect of the journey. We don't need to wait to enjoy anything. And that was honestly one of the biggest lessons I received from my dad passing was he was waiting to enjoy his life and waiting to retire and waiting to enjoy the accumulation of what he had built and he didn't get that opportunity. And I think that this is something that, especially when we're early stage entrepreneurs or leaders within certain organizations, we can get really bogged down in the heaviness and the seriousness of the goals and ticking things off and all the things that we forget to slow down and enjoy Mm. the process. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what's coming through in terms of this like more bigger vision that you see and why you think that joy is so important to us as a collective moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, you know, for a long time I separated these spaces of myself of this playfulness and this the gift of, of seeing life through the eyes of a child and you know, my professional spaces where I was working and the the projects that I was a part of. And, um, you know, my background is training and development, project management, pretty um, serious spaces. You know, we, mm. we um, were training in, you know, process systems and yes. um, leadership and, and those spaces, which can be very serious spaces. You know, mm. the, the conversations that happen there, the intentions, the goals – all there are for, you know, specific outcomes. And really it was in recognising that I don't want to participate in the my joy and playfulness is just for the weekend. Yes. You know, that's that's something massive in our society is like mm. we get to play on the weekend. When we come to work, it's got to be ser- serious. We've got to wear black and greys and browns. We've got to like look a certain way. We've got to be, um, we've got to behave a certain way and we have to shut off parts of ourselves to participate in 
our workday life, yes. which has never made sense to me, mm. never. And it's it was one of the biggest reasons I started the entrepreneurial kind of dream. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm going to create my own business yes. so I can wear <laughs> bright colours, so I can have pink hair, so I can, yes. you know, do it the way that I think I should do it. And through that journey of starting my own entrepreneurial kind of journey of figuring out, okay, I want to be a coach and I want to use these skills from training mm. in these spaces outside. And I really came to a space where I realized in the coaching industry, in the wellness industry, personal development, spiritual spaces, mm. we disconnect to reconnect. So we're going through this process of disconnecting from what we've been told, unlearning yep. and coming back to ourselves to reconnect in with ourselves. Yep. We have to have that reconnect back into the world. Yes. Because us leaving and creating our own world over in the corner isn't actually going to create change. Mm. The change happens when is when we integrate that back into society. We step back into the spaces where we can make a difference, where we can bring the the wealth of, you know, ourselves, our full selves mm. into the world. Oh my god, I love this so much. So <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a massive le- lesson for me yes. because I realized I can actually just start showing up as myself in the spaces at work. Yes. You know, and that's when I started dyeing my hair pink and seeing mm. what would happen. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, wearing bright clothes, you yeah. know, into the office. And yeah, I have to, I, I do have to have a lot of conversations that mm. in the future I hope aren't necessary to have. Yes. But I'm willing to have those conversations yes. now. Oh Whereas God. before I had that understanding of like, I don't have to leave society to enjoy and be myself. Once I understood, I get to create that change in society yeah. by having those awkward conversations, by being myself and saying, hey, it's not, it's, it's not for me to not have pink hair. I'm sorry. Yes. But if I can't have pink hair in this workplace, then you're going to have to find another project manager you're going to have to find another administrator you know teacher trainer Mm. whatever um and those those conversations are what the world needs yeah you know it doesn't have to be this hard massive like I'm starting a revolution and I'm gonna do it over here with my friends that also believe everything that I believe yes (laughs) it's like having the awkward conversations and and the like doing it from your own space of your life. Mm. Oh my God. So many things are like ready to rush out of my mouth right now because I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things that I think you just touched on that's so important that I have never heard articulated so well is just about that disconnect to reconnect point of view. And I totally, it's just given me a whole new perspective and I am sure going to unpack and sit (laughs) sit with this later. But really around that idea that, I think we we really have truly disconnected. Like I I didn't even really realize and exactly what you said, we're just cultivating these communities of people that believe the same, think the same, act the same. And it's like, we're not actually then bringing that 
back into different Mm. spaces. And I think this is actually one of the biggest things I think that's come out of the last few years that I've observed is this real uh, lack of being able to hold discourse Mm. and not be able to have, you know, you know, there's this real like, oh, this person disagrees with something I disagree, I'm going to unfollow them. And it's like this very like dismissive, like everyone that's in my space, I must agree with. Mm. And I actually noticed myself nearly do this the other day is like, there is someone's account that I love following and I, you know, enjoy so much. And then just recently she shared something that I disagreed with. And I noticed that part of me being like, well, I agree really strongly in the other direction. I'm going to unfollow. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. Because everything else you're enjoying, like you don't have to agree with everything that's going on in this space. Mm. And I think that that's something that we've kind of lost the ability to hold duality yes. in that. Yes. And like you said, I think that's part of what's also creating this disconnection because we're just leaning into spaces that 100% align with all of our values, all of our belief, everything, which is obviously great. We want to be in spaces where we feel like, everyone's operating off a similar value system and we all agree, yes. but that doesn't necessarily mean that those spaces can't hold discourse and they can't mm. hold conversations that are deeper or different or whatever. Yeah. But I would love to also know if you think that part of this pure disconnection, mm. I think could potentially come from, and I'd love your perspective on this, is this space of like spiritual ego. Mm. I think that there's something there where we sometimes, I think, can easily get swayed by the spiritual ego where it's like the, oh, well, this space is a conscious space. So I can only be, yeah, I can only be in the conscious communities. And it's like, these people aren't conscious. They're not awake. They're not aware. They don't get it. And it's like, who are we to decide that first and foremost? (laughs) But (laughs) do you think that that is part of what is creating the... Division and discourse. I think we're programmed to do this. I think Mm. we're programmed to find our tribe, to um, surround ourselves with people who agree with us. And because the discourse, the disagreement is uncomfortable and we aren't aren't prepped to live in a world that is uncomfortable. We're taught to shield it, to hide away, to not look at that because – that's not our business or, yeah. you know, we're, we're really taught to seek out others like ourselves and validate our own experience, I guess. Um, and we're kind of – we're programmed to try and all think the same, which doesn't work in a world where we have such a diverse range of people and experiences. And so I think it's it's funny that – Every community has its egos, but also its extremists. Do you know what I mean? I think we're trying to live in this extremist version of um, our values, whereas the spaces that are, I believe, the most healthiest are where you have that understanding that we're all allowed to have multiple versions of our own truths. We're all allowed Mm. to have our own ideas and idealisms and thoughts and creations. And it's when we can come at a space where we see the value in people having different ideas to us. We see the value in people being different from us Mm. that we can create 
a world that fits everyone, you know, that, yes. that is, is for everyone. Mm. Whereas when we get into these spaces where we are just boosting our own egos yeah, because we're recreating the society we're so desperate to get escape, out of yeah. and escape, mm. we're recreating it in our own communities. communities. And this is something that I have said in multiple posts, but like one of the posts that I distinctly remember what I said was like, be careful or be cautious that you, when you are so desperate to free yourself from the matrix that you're not plugging into a new one. Yeah, Because I think that's honestly like what I have experienced myself, what I've yeah. observed in myself, but yeah. observed in, in any space is that, you know, we're like, I'm freed myself from the matrix. And then it's like, but actually we're just plugged into a new one and we yes. don't even realize that we've just decorated the cage we were already in. Exactly. <laughs> and I think we're coming into this new like phase of society and and the world yeah where we're starting to understand that everything that is in our world right now is something someone has made up or created yeah right <laughs> literally it's pretty wild when you think about it like that <laughs> it, it really is oh and like gosh. you know i love i love researching and um sub, like submerging myself into stories of you know how things have come into creation. So looking back to the origins of things and being like, oh, wow, this actually stemmed out of um, this cult or this actually, you know, was once this like fundamentalist like religion. Yes. And it's then not, you know, I think the, the importance of Doing that isn't to say, oh, I no longer believe any of the things I've learnt on the way to finding where this started. Yes. But it's understanding that the extremists of everything mm. has a good side and a bad side. Like yes. everything's got light and dark and it's in saying, okay, well, what of this information feels good and what feels right and what is actually healthy? Mm. No, because I think we can create these little we're, – we're just creation beings. Yes. We're here to create. We're here to create different worlds and experiences and, um, you know, communities and all of these things. But um, none of it's to actually create the one true way. Yes. That's not what we're here for. No. We're not here to say this is the way everyone follow. Mm. We're here to create our own experiences. and Yes. So I think, yeah, I don't even know if that answered the question. Sometimes yes, I can does. be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. we need to be mindful of, of how we take in information and what we do with that information. Yes. And there's your truth, my truth, and the truth. Yes, <laughs> and I think that exactly. that's, it's always like I saw this like beautiful diagram at some point last year and it was like all the different perspectives of where everyone's standing and how that creates the truth. Yes. And that's what I think we forget is that sometimes we're so in our experience and in our mm. truth that we forget that our truth is not the truth. Yeah. And that we're all co-creating yes. the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, there gets to be my truth and your truth. Yeah. And the truth from both of our perspectives and from yes. everyone's perspective. Totally. You know, we get to yeah. play and experience that with each other rather yeah. than condemn and ostracize each yes. other. Yeah. So I would love your little reflective forecast. What is, what are you picking up on in the collective at the moment? Like health check, 
what, <laughs> what's happening? What do you feel is happening right now? Like what's the most important thing that we could know about what's happening right now from your perspective? Mm. I think right now we're all, I, like I said just before, I think we are stepping into a new way of being, a new way of understanding things on a different level. That's something I've kind of witnessed in multiple spaces that I've been in. So mm-hmm. in the spiritual community, in um, you know the art, artistic like community, I love to surround myself with people who create art. Um, I'm a very visual person, so I've noticed that kind of happening in that space. And then also in the uh, project management and corporate spaces as well, I've been noticing that we are starting to understand information in a new way. Mm. And we are learning. Yes. <laughs> and so through learning and through change, there's going to be chaos and there's going to be uncomfortableness and discussion mm. and disagreements and, you know, all of those parts of the world that we always experience but yeah. highlighted. You know, it's all kind of really highlighted right now yes. because we're moving through this change. Yes. And, you know, part of growth and change is it's not always easy. Yeah. So I think, you know, something that I see is is people really stepping out of the way they've always done things or not stepping out of it. Yes. And it's really obvious now. Mm. You know, I think especially on the online space, I can really see and feel these shifts and the people who aren't shifting, who aren't growing and who are just trying to do things the same way yes. that they have been. And I think, you know, old marketing techniques and tactics, yes. you know, that's it's just really off, off-putting yes. now. And mm. I think it's not just, you know, it's not just me. Like everyone is kind yes. of talking about that mm. now well, even a different I sh- way. Yeah, I shared market. in my story the other day about what I'm not going to be doing in this launch. And I had so many people reach out being like, thank you for articulating yes. this. Thank you for sharing this. I feel this. And also like sharing with me that when they pick up on those tactics or they witness or see yes. them, they're like, I'm out. Yes. And so it's like, it's like, I think we just, you know, no one's hoodwinking anyone anymore. Like we're all yes. too energetically aware yeah. and our bullshit meter is off the charts. And yeah. I just think that like, you know, I did a post a while back about like, let's stop holding ourselves hostage by these marketing tactics from the 80s. Like, why are we up again? Why are we upholding them in these communities that we're creating that we're trying to say is here to advance the collective or for humanity or whatever? Like, why are we still upholding these archaic structures that are detrimental or psychologically manipulative? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) I feel like we've like all kind of gotten to a different level of consciousness. We've all realized, oh, we don't have to do things because this is how they've always been done. Yes. We actually get to create structures and systems for ourselves that, and this comes back to the joyful revolution, we get to create structures and systems for ourselves that are fun, yes. that are joyful, that share joy, that mm. actually share empowerment, that, you know, create change for good. Yes. Because, you know, I, I believe that, the systems and structures that have been created in the past is because generations before us have had different levels of awareness or yes. different I hate saying levels because 
I hate like that. We were just in a communication that's in our like evolution. hierarchical, but it's, yes, it is. It's like a, a different level of understanding of information. Yes, you know, and and the next generation after us has complete like has totally. new levels to that oh and uh, you know apparently the creator of human design said we're going to hit a whole new aspect of consciousness in 2027 so i don't know what's happening but go. everyone buckle up yes <laughs> <laughs> but but with that i even noticed like mm. um myself and you know some people like you know they're like they're not a fan of even like the languaging yeah or, or the understanding we, of like or human design even like the little little languaging yes. things because it's very sharp and bitey and aggressive and like you know, when it was created in the 90s, like mm. that languaging was probably needed to sort of jolt people out of their yeah. slumber at the time, yep. whereas we don't need that language anymore. And so exactly. this is something that I think we're kind of, I'm even playing with like, how do, how would I describe that now? <laughs> so yeah, it's like, we it's get like to create the yeah. new level of language. Yeah, we get to exactly. create, yeah, we get to decipher it and deliver it on a way that lands for us yes for the future for yeah so yeah that's I think the biggest thing for me is is really having this understanding that um Mm. we are creating the next yes generation of the future we're creating the next society we are creating the new world I know as like spiritually and new agey that sounds but we are but we are and we're all doing it collectively not just the spiritual community no everybody just yeah and you know I was thinking about this actually on my drive here so I'm glad you mentioned this but I was just having this like visual you know like sometimes in like time um traveler movies like where they go back in time like don't step on anything because like whatever they do in that timeline is like going to impact the future and I'm like that's actually what we're all doing every action non-action creation thing we're sharing even what we're just speaking about right now like this is creating a frequency and an impact Mm. on the timelines to follow so we can totally forgive ourselves for you know myself included like mm. I have to like forgive myself like we know I've spoken to you about this like you know some of the things even that I shared and spoke about like during the pandemic I'm like oh my god Kirsten what the fuck but like you know it's like <laughs> things like that like we you know we get to like evolve and we get to like um have compassion for where we've come mm. and not judge or blame or make that wrong yes and now I think we're being called into this space where it's like, but where are we going? Like, not where have we been, not what has worked, not what has worked up until now. What do we want to say and Mm. do that's going to create where we want to go? Because we, whether we like it or not, no matter what we do in this life, we are creating a legacy that is going to outlast us. Yes. We are our legacy in the making. We are creating the future. We are creating future timelines. So it's like, what do we want that to look like? And let's start moving towards that and acting as if we have that now. Yeah, exactly. And how fun. Yeah, let it be fun. Let it be fun. Like that's actually really exciting. Yeah. And that gets to be playful. That gets to be something that's, you know, new. And that's even like with my launch, like this time I'm just like, how simple, how easy, how fun can it be? I'm, yes. All I'm doing is opening the doors and being like, this is going to be so fun. Yes. I'm going anyway. But if you want to come, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. going to be so fun. <laughs> and like, that's, I think, the energy that we get to step into. Like, yes. fun and joy in our creations, fun and joy in our sharing, fun and joy yes. in what we do and like making it the way that we want it to look like and feel like and be. And like also just letting it be what it is and letting other people choose 
what they want to choose and just yes. everyone can we can all coexist at one time <laughs> exactly yes I love that <laughs> yeah so is there any one thing you feel like we should focus on to make that happen mm. <sighs> I think I think there are multiple things to focus on to make that happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think um you know I think the real importance in creating a joyful revolution for joyful evolution. Yes. Oh, my God, I love that tagline. <laughs> um, is that self-trust. It is coming yes. back to um, trusting yourself in your desires. Yes. Trusting yourself in the directions that you want to take your mm. life, the changes that you want to create for yourself mm. are the changes you're here to create in the world. Yes. You know, and I think it's it's that connection piece I feel is is really important for us moving forward is being able to connect, okay, this this beautiful magic that I can find within healing myself mm. heals the world. I yes. don't have to shield that from the world. Yes. I get to share that with mm. the world because yeah. that's how, yeah, yeah, we move forward. And, totally. And when I say heal, it's not about – it's not about finding the things that are wrong within us. It is about accepting the beautiful parts of us mm. that we have shielded or yes. that have been impacted or we've learnt, you know, unresourceful strategies in in being, you know. Yes. So I think, you know, we can get caught up in this in healing spaces and well being spaces and mm. thinking that we have to heal parts of ourselves or be better or find the parts outside of ourselves to yeah. to heal. But really healing is about allowing yourself to just let go of everything else and yes. be 100% within your body, within mm. yourself, within your knowing mm. and that self-trust yeah. is, is that. And I, I and I think it's also about like disconnecting our power source from the external, which is how mm. we've been conditioned to operate Yes, and reconnecting into our own inner authority. Mm. And I think also like taking the, the magnitude and gravitar out of like how you were talking about like, you know, healing ourselves and adding our voice to the collective and all these things. Like it actually doesn't need to be as big a deal as I think we make it out to be. Like you said, yeah. we can get caught in these like – healing loops and stuff and sometimes we just need to kind of let go of that and allow ourselves to move forward yep. and other times I think we also just also get to like you said have fun mm. with it and yes. allow it to have a bit more spaciousness around it and not um, even though there is a sense of urgency around what we're doing it's also around having that spaciousness and that delight and that excitement and like letting it be a, a joyful process and like yes. you said a joyful evolution as yeah, well yeah exactly and realizing that the energy and the ideals and the thought processes and structures that you're creating now are creating the life that we're going to be living that we want to live in the future right yes. so I don't know about you but I want to create processes and structures and a life for myself that feels supportive fun easy like joyful yes so that is why I think it's so important to to add in that personal joy, you know, yes. to come at it from a space of joy with mm. a lens of, you know, love and yeah. creativity totally. and, yeah. Love it. Yay. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on today, my love. We could 
continue this conversation. I could chat. <laughs> I, I could chat with you for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the start of our breathwork session, I'm like, oh my God, we need I to know. do a session like all the time. <laughs> we could definitely chat for hours. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your beautiful reflector wisdom with us. I really am going to sit with so much of what you said today. And I just really appreciate your unique perspective and your wisdom and also just your beautiful, joyful energy. It's always just so contagious being around you because there is just such a lightness that when people experience your space, like you said, there's that depth and all the wisdom you've just dropped on us, but also there's such a a beautiful ease and lightness with that. So I just really appreciate and celebrating you for that. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I've had so much fun.